Hello, welcome to Here If You Need for another week. Clint Stanaway with you. Sherelle McMahon is a couple of suburbs away, also in lockdown and joins me. Hey, Shaz. Hey, Stanners. How are you going? Another week in. How are you coping? Uh, with coffee. Um, going good. very, very well, thank you. Yeah, it's, um, it's, look, it's interesting, but we're nearing the tail end, fingers crossed, and it's great to see some netball a little bit further up north, although Shaz, not the result we were looking for at the weekend. No, definitely not. Um, it was uh, a really tough game, obviously, against the Thunderbirds. And look, the girls have started the season so incredibly well. And I was really impressed with that because of what they had to go through um, in terms of getting themselves up there and the uncertainty that sat around that. Um, so I was really impressed with how they started the season. And for me, is it a massive surprise that they've had a bit of a, a drop down after all that and what they had mm. to do to, to get into it? Maybe not. But also, um, you know, it's, hopefully they can bounce back from that because, you know, their form has been really good. I'm really excited about today's guest. Now, in terms of special guests, um, it's not often you get to chat to someone of the calibre of your great mate, my great mate, Kath Cox. Now, in 2014, forget the other clubs she played for, she etched herself into Melbourne Vixens history. Am I right? Absolutely, she did. Yeah, this amazing guest is, uh, as you say, a great mate of mine. And she did spend a year with the Melbourne Vixens. So that's why we've got her on and finished off her career in a beautiful way uh, a little while ago now. It's Catherine Cox. Hi, Coxie. Hi. <laughs> Funny you say that because Liz was having a complaint that she hasn't been asked to come on this podcast and said, it's because I'm a Vixen. Yeah. <laughs> she just forgot all about that. Vixens for life. That's yeah. right. She's laughing. I can hear her laughing in the background. So, no, Lindsay's not welcome on the Here If You Need podcast, although... Yeah, I and apologise. I'm going to apologise in advance because she is in the background and no doubt will pop up. Oh, ah! I've got my son now, so... Hi, <laughs> Zane! Wow. So... What, what was she doing there? Eating breakfast or? Oh, yeah. We've just been for a big walk with our boss, Keely. Um, yes. Mornings aren't stressful here in sunny Brizzy. Uh, and, yeah, Liz is only having breakfast now. That's ridiculously late. I've had like three already. So let me get this right. You two are sharing an apartment together. That spells trouble. <laughs> when Keely spoke to the, uh, the ladies at Channel 9 that were booking all the accommodation, she said, oh, the girls want a room together. And she came back and said, are you joking? Are you being serious? Well, no, we're deadly serious. It's literally like being on tour again without having to go to training. We just go to the bar instead. It's a great result. <laughs> um, Sherelle, and you and, I have, you and I have worked so closely with uh, both uh, Liz and Kath uh, through the years. Um, all of that is true. Yes, all that is very true. I can imagine that they're getting up to all sorts of mischief. Although probably when we were away on tour, the mischief was a little bit different until the tour finished, but it's probably just extended the whole way through here, Catherine, has it? Or are you keeping yourselves nice? No, of course we're keeping ourselves nice. We're professionals, but we, we just, <coughs> excuse me, we figured that, you know, we're away from our families. So um, when they closed the borders, we had to jump on planes and get up here. I haven't seen my little girl for three weeks um, Liz is now away from hers for another nine. So we just thought there's a mess of lemons being thrown at this. So we're going to enjoy what we're, what we're doing in the time that we've got up here. So 
um, that's that's our mentality for this next however long we're here. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you about that, Kath, because obviously there's so many people who have moved um, their lives up to uh, the Sunshine Coast or Brisbane or wherever they're being based um, from a team perspective, but obviously your crew are doing the same thing. How how are you going away, uh, being away from the gorgeous Miss Harper? Oh, look, it's it's okay until you get tears from home and then it's horrible and you just want to jump on a plane and go. So touch wood, we've only had one lot of tears in two weeks, which is pretty good. Um, that's keeping me going. But, I mean, we, like you say, we can't complain because everybody said there's a lot of people in the same boat. Not many of the players. I know they're missing their partners or their family or whatever, but it's a lot of the support staff that have their own kids um, and families that have had to up and leave them. Bridie Akel had to drag her four boys up here with the Swifts. So um, it's happening all over the place. And, you know, we keep saying we're not in Melbourne. So we've got to be very grateful of what's happening at the moment. And Kath, take us, take us courtside if you can. I mean, you're obviously very proud of the netball community for what they've been able to do and, um, you know, get the season going. Um, what's, what's the feeling like in this sort of mass hub? It's, it's interesting. You know, you've got all the protocols that you've got to do. There's the clean zones and the dirty zones and, you know, you've got to do temperature checks, obviously, daily, walk in with masks and gloves on. Um, can't obviously fraternise too much with the players. They're in a, a sort of different area and stuff. But everyone is just so wrapped to be there. Um, and, you know, from a player's point of view, we keep talking about how the players will be tired because of, you know, the condensed season. But I think, my God, if I was playing, this would be awesome. You're away <laughs> in, a, in a sunny environment. You're not having to train. And training sucks. That's the hardest part. You just get to play. So... I reckon that half the players would be just wrapped to be here. And, you know, after an eight-month pre-season, I think they're pretty happy to be getting on with things as well. And Cherelle spoke uh, more specifically about the Vixens girls and, you know, how they've had to attack um, the last sort of month. Um, it's no different to any other club, uh, but did you sense being at, at the game on the weekend that they maybe uh, they were a little bit flat? Everyone started to look a little bit flat. Um, it's been interesting, though, because it's kind of in patches. So one of the, I think, I don't know, to be honest, I'm struggling to know what day it is. The weekend's <laughs> games or last week's games, we a lot of the games were really just looked fatigued. But then on the weekend, they looked really sharp, aside from probably the Adelaide and the Vixens game. Um, that was just a real tussle and quite scrappy and messy. Um, but it's just kind of been going in random ways. So. Um, I reckon, you know, the Vixens will come out firing after that loss for sure. And, I mean, they weren't bad, but they just weren't their clinical selves. So I, I reckon they'll, um, I feel sorry for Fever tonight. <laughs> well, talk to us about the Vixens because we're back here in Melbourne, as you mentioned. We're not seeing them up close and personal. What, what's your sense about how they're going so far? <laughs> we have mentioned so many times that, you know how just every year they seem to be good but don't get, don't get, their mojo on in the finals there's a different sense with this team now and um you know you just feel like they're they're real premiership contenders and then of course the other night happened and you know we started to think oh maybe maybe they've got some some holes in their um in their line but it, i don't know they they still look the best in terms of what they've put out so far and they just look everyone looks so fit um, and, you know, really, really clinical for most of the games apart from the, the Thunderbirds game. 
Yeah, we've just had some announcements of the next couple of um, rounds of games too. And obviously it is back to back to back and we, we look at the players and how they're coping with that. Um, you are used to doing, I would think, probably one or two games a weekend um, or a week. Um, and at the moment, you're pretty much doing eight games. I'm, I want some insight into what that is like for you because, you know, it's a, it's a different preparation, obviously, when you're not involved with a club as an athlete or a coach or whatever. But eight games to prepare for and to talk about a week, is your brain still in gear or, or how do you think you're coping? There's been many an occasion where we've said the wrong team name, I can assure you, because it is such a blur. We don't know what day it is because we're doing um, a Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but we're also having to go back and forth from the sunny coast um, on the Sunday and the, the Wednesday. But clearly our boss has been amazing in that she's trying to mix up our roles so we don't, I mean, obviously the people at home watching the games don't want to be hearing from the same people over and over again because that would be a nightmare for them. But also to keep us a bit fresh, um, keep us on our toes. So we're all doing different roles, which has been fun. Um, I've been thrown into hosting a couple of times and, you know, Liz has been calling, which she's never done before as well. So um, it's been good, but there's definitely some fog moments where you don't know who's playing and what people are on what teams. But, but for the most part, it's been okay. Hey, um, Coxie, let's talk some netball very quickly and, and maybe a bit of heritage netball. I mean, you played 200, more than 200 domestic games, um, one of very few players to do so, Australian players to do so, wink, wink, Cheryl McMahon. Um, 2014, just explain how you came to be at the Vixens in 2014, I believe after the fever, was that right? Yeah, it was after the fever um, and uh, had had left there. And then, you know, obviously I wanted to head back to the East Coast somewhere. Um, ideally it would have been Sydney, but there was no spot in Sydney. And so the um, the Vixen's Lifeline came up. And I'm t- I'll tell you what, I'm so grateful it did because it ended up just being the best year ever. It was a tough year for me, though, because I didn't play a lot. I was on the bench a fair bit, which for the first time ever. Um, and that was just a whole new adjusting thing that I had to try and get my head around but. Um, you know, also knowing that I was going to retire as well. I was just like, I'm just going to enjoy this year, make sure I do. Um, and Simone, such a great coach. And I got to see Shaz every week as our specialist coach, was, which was cool. Um, but Simone is just one of the, the best coaches and, um, you know, all the talk around the Aussie job and who's going to get it. You'd have to say she was a front runner if she wanted it. And, I mean, by way of extension, I mean, we've, we've joked about the friendships that you've built, but... I mean, netball has paved the way for some of the best friendships you're ever going to get. I mean, the girls that you played with, um, both internationally, domestically, are friends for life. Is that is that fair to say? Oh, yeah, of course it is. You know, Natty Bomberto's been up here with the Adelaide Thunderbirds and, you know, we've been texting her. We were texting Nat Medhurst yesterday about other stuff and, um, and Shaz and Bianca's been doing check-ins on us as well, which has been cool. So, um, you know, just always will have those friendships and it stems from the stuff that you know you get to do together um which is really special and a lot of other people don't understand all that sort of stuff like all the traveling and the touring and the putting up with coaches that are hard work and um you, you form some interesting bonds but it's uh yeah it's cool stuff and you know just all the little messages that we've noticed since we've been up here from all the ex-players has been really cool yeah, well, I got a beautiful birthday message last week from you three uh, in Gordy Liz, 
<laughs> At one stage, I thought there was going to be a bit of overexposure from um, some work, but that didn't happen. So I was pretty happy with that, Coxie. Um, oh. I've got to, I actually, when you were coming on, I just wanted to refresh my memory on the dates and stuff when you were with the Vixens. And I went back and there was a clip of... Um, of course, the, those last couple of minutes in the grand final, you came on at three-quarter time. The Vixens kind of had the game in control, but I think Simone felt like there needed to be something a little bit extra. It wasn't just, um, you know, given to you because it was your last quarter. There was a legitimate reason you came on. And, you know, you always talk about never looking at the scoreboard. It's one of the things you've kind of always said. But... There was about a minute and a half to go and you did have a sneaky look and then the tears opened. What what was that moment like when you realised this is the way I'm going to end my netball career? That game was actually really bizarre because it's the first time in my life I haven't been nervous, um, which was really weird because, you know, the last game of your career in a grand final, it probably doesn't get any bigger than that. But I was not nervous at all. And then when I did look up and saw the scoreboard, it was like this massive release of emotion that just came because I saw it was nearly the end of the game and that we would win it, that we were, you know, a very good chance of winning it. And I think it was just an, a release of all that stuff and emotion and this is my last game and we're going to win and all that. So that was, um, yeah, that was, that was weird. It's hard to play when you're crying. <laughs> it's really hard to see. <laughs> It's hard to but nail that, that, that final goal when you've got tears in your eyes. Oh, very, very tough. And then, you know, the people that are interviewing after the game, Sherelle McMahon, go and ask you even more, you know, questions, emotional questions to get your ball in your eyes out again. So thanks for that. Well, is this an emotional question? Do you, one of the things, you know, I've got so many memories of you um, and playing alongside you on court. Um, but the ones that always stand out are the ones off court and your smoke bombing at the end of the night. You would, we'd all be having a great night and then suddenly we'd be like, well, where's Coxie? And she's, she's gone. Is, are you still doing that or have you matured and can outlast now? What's happened? Hey, the last time we were out together, I was still going <laughs> strong. You were Don't. on the ground with a kebab in your head. <laughs> So I'm sorry. <laughs> we need to hear more about this. I, I didn't happened? think what we happened? were talking details. We're not talking details here. <laughs> Very vague. <laughs> okay, it might have been a kebab, might have been. I'm pretty sure it was a kebab. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I don't go out anymore, Sherelle. If I go no, out now, it's a pub for quiet dinner. But if I had to go to a nightclub, I can assure you I would be smoke bombing. <laughs> Oh, that's very funny. Oh, I've, um, I've heard all about that night. Have you? Who yes. from? That wasn't us, surely. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard different versions. That's why it's so controversial. Um, what happened can I just take you to, can I take, before we dive into some questions from our fans, because we've got so many great questions for you and stand by, you're about to be grilled, Kath Cox. Um, one of the more memorable moments in my broadcasting career came in Brisbane, um, maybe about 18 months ago when uh, Kath Cox challenged me to a, to a, a shoot, a shoot off. Um, do you recall this Kath and what happened? No. Did I recall win? We sort of, well, I mean, you did pretty well. I mean, I did pretty well also, but do you recall what happened when I went to chase a ball? Oh yeah. You ate it. Didn't you? <laughs> I fell right over the hoardings. Yes, right I over the hoardings. Um, <laughs> Almost broke my that. leg. Oh, I, Cox, that I All I, I could first, see. 
as I was sort of on my back, like a, an insect, all I could see was Kath standing over me. She said, are you all right? Not really, no, <laughs> not really. But um, you, are, you are a motivator because you picked me up off the ground and you, um, you helped me win Push that shooting over. challenge. You, have you ever thought about coaching? Well, I did actually coach. So I went back, as soon as I retired, I went back to my local association that I grew up in. I coached their, um, their top team for five years. Who would coach, Cheryl? That's, it's so stressful. Yeah. It's, so, uh, commentating is definitely easier than coaching, I think. Oh, God, I don't know how the coaches don't age 10 years every year. Um, it's really frustrating and stressful. So I, had, I think it had started to show on my face that I, and I may have lost the love for it. I loved it. I loved the challenge of it and I love like the games, but the trainings and stuff were hard and I just thought if I'm not loving this anymore, I don't want the girls to be seeing that on my face. So it's probably time to, to let someone else do it. But it was a really good fun five years. I don't think I'll be doing it again. Okay, let's get into some questions uh, from our fans. With thanks to Deakin University, digital is in Deakin's DNA. 40 years of experience in distance and online learning. Discover why they are the number one Australian public university for overall educational experience. Premium, proven, loved. Study online at Deakin University. Kath Cox, the first question is from Penny. She wants to know, what's your favourite thing about Sherelle McMahon? <laughs> Oh, that's impossible to narrow down. Um, there's so many. Um, I did always love, okay, on court, I love Sherelle's fight and aggression and just like um, you would never get in a way ever. She had the, like, the classic white line fever and off court really different to that. We're just super chilled and able to have a laugh and just an all-round good stick. Oh, thanks, Kath. You're a that good stick, Cheryl. Well, it's top of the list. Top of the list. So uh, let's follow it on. Abigail wants to know, uh, Kath, how do you stay fit and healthy during COVID-19? I see a lot of Instagram posts of you in gyms, uh, on the treadmill. Um, do you spend more time in the gym on the equipment or more time in the gym on Instagram? Well, that's the thing. If you're on Instagram, the time goes really fast because you're distracted. So that's, that's my thing. I take some notes down or I get on my phone and t do all my texting to my mates and catching up and stuff. But let's be honest, I exercise um, to maintain the lifestyle that I like. It's not about being necessarily fit. So I don't exert myself much anymore. But we've just been for a big hour and a half walk this morning, Liz and uh, Keely, our boss. So it's good to get out and get a bit of exercising so we can eat. Yes. All the finer things in life. Um, shall yes. I keep going here, Shaz? Uh, I've got one here, actually, um, from Michaela, um, which I think is an interesting one. Was it hard to watch the game from the sidelines after your retirement, particularly early on? No, not at all. And that was, I mean, I was lucky, though, because I retired when I was ready, and I know a lot of people don't have that luxury. You know, they're forced out from injury or whatever else or dropped. Um, but I retired on my own terms and I was completely ready to go. So I have not missed it since the day I retired. There you go. There you go. Very good. And Tess wants to know uh, what sports you played when you were younger. Oh, everything Tess did, um, probably like every kid, did a bit of 
basketball and did little A's and played a bit of softball and hockey and broke a few sticks playing hockey, hit the ground instead of the ball. Um, did love playing basketball, all the team sports. I loved um, the social aspect of that sort of stuff. I didn't like all the individual stuff. Social aspect, what a surprise. Um, to, <laughs> uh, let's get another question here from Beck. She wants to know, what's the best advice you received as a coach? As a coach or from a coach? From a coach, sorry. From a coach. Um, I don't know. It's probably not so much advice, but I reckon Julie Fitzgerald's way of doing things was always good with the Swifts um, in that, uh, you know, just in, to, to be a well-rounded athlete. So don't put all your eggs in your netball basket. Make sure you've got your family connections and you've got stuff outside of netball because it just makes you a better athlete. And your favourite moment as a diamond? There must be so many. Two world championships um, and Commonwealth Games gold, I believe. And, you know, a centurion to, to boot. Yeah, probably. There's probably two. One, um, Cheryl McMahon shooting the last goal at the Commonwealth Ooh. Games in Manchester, double overtime. And that's a favourite moment because she didn't pass it to me to shoot it because I would have crapped my pants. No, you wouldn't. I probably would have. And then uh, Liz, Liz's retirement in 2007 as well because I was the only one that knew that was going to happen and we, and we won that game, so that was cool. But there's, there's been a lot. We won more than we lost, so that's always a nice thing. We've actually still got the... Shirelle's actually still got the, uh, that, famous, uh, that famous goal. Do you, do you want to show us now? You've got it on VHS, haven't you, Shirelle? Just <laughs> that's not on beta, rolling. on beta. <laughs> 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 on <laughs> Uh, actually, Coffee, I've got a couple of uh, questions here um, about the, the diamonds. Um, who would you be uh, most worried to play on? Which, de which diamonds defender current would you be most worried to play on? That comes from Tamika. I mean, Ooh. not that you would ever worry about playing on a defender, but which do you think would you find most challenging, maybe? I'd you won't be worried next time I see you with that little lip. I would love to. Don't <laughs> listen to her. Um, I would love to play on Courtney Bruce, not because I'd be worried about her, but I reckon that would just be a really good challenge. Um, but probably Sarah Clow, I think. She's just, oh, my gosh, she's an impressive physical beast, that one. And she's playing really well. I reckon she'd be tough. Yeah, she is a really good player. The other one that I think is quite interesting, might be a bit tough for you to run through the whole line, but have a guess at the starting seven or at least a couple of positions for the Diamonds in five years' time. There's been so much young talent. That's one of the things I've loved about this season is watching those young athletes come through, um, being given opportunities because of the extended bench and the rolling sub. Or is that too difficult for you to pick? Oh, look, um, Georgie Horgis. I'm all over mm. Georgie Hall just for the Adelaide Thunderbirds. Nice. And do you know what I love about her more than anything is just she's a little player. And I've loved how much the little players have been dominating. You know, the, the poor young netballers think they have to be this six-foot um, monster to play, but you don't. She's just yeah. shown everybody that you don't have to be, and I reckon that's a really positive thing. Um, who else has been? Kim Jenner for the Firebirds has been amazing, has been on form. Um, Molly... Amy Parment has been good. Molly um, Jovic for the Magpies has been great. And then, I mean, take your pick from the Midcourt and the Vixens. They're amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so a, there's, there's... Like, can I throw one in for you, Kara Conan? Please. 
Yeah. Cara Conan, the other night was outstanding, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And just in regards to Georgie, she seemed in that interview uh, post-match to be sort of not so much blissfully unaware, but there was like this real innocence about what she'd just sort of achieved. It was just a really striking moment that I loved. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Because they are like that. You know, they're in the big time, they get thrown on the court and, um, you know, start just do what they do best. And it's so cool to watch it. I think what we're discovering, though, is there's been a lot of young debutants that have come on and had a big game. And for them, it then, you know, once people know what they're capable of, it's about backing up. Um, and But Georgie's been able to do that so far. Um, uh, Kath, the Vixens, where do you see the Vixens finishing in, uh, in this truncated season? Uh, at the top, um, as I said, I reckon they've been looking the sharpest of all the teams. They had a little speed bump, but I don't reckon a speed bump is a bad thing at this stage of the season because you don't want to be cruising along thinking you're perfect when, you know, you've got areas to work on. So um, I think that would have been really good for them to go away and have a look. But actually, Sherelle, what do you yes. think happened in that game? Can you pinpoint oh, yeah. where, where it fell apart? Yeah, I mean, we've obviously had quite a close look at it. I think um, one of the features of their first, first few games was the ball speed and the driving, um, the quick ball movement, but also what they were doing well is opening things up as well. It wasn't just all about that fast play. Yeah. So I think they just went away from that. And that certainly was from the pressure from the Thunderbirds. They, they played really well and Shamira Sterling had one of the best games of the season. So she certainly put some doubt um, in, in the minds there. So, yeah, I think it was more that they went away from what they've been doing well in the first couple of weeks. Kayleigh's, I've done our commentary notes for this tonight. <laughs> Sherelle, just, Sherelle just gave them to us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Oh, that's great. Hey, um, give, us a little, give us a little tour of the, of the digs or is it a little bit um, dangerous to do so? Oh, it's it's the bomb side at the moment, so it's probably not the best idea. Perfect. But it's it's a good little um, two bedroom apartment, so we've got a bit of space. So and it's but look, I'll show you at the window. So we've got these beautiful floor to ceiling windows, and there's gorgeous sunny Bris Vegas out there. And Coxie's bomb side is my freaking fan, so it's all relative, isn't it? <laughs> What's that? My, your bomb site's probably my actually looking pretty tidy, so it's all relative. That's true, but we do have our washing on the clothes horse right here. You probably don't want to see that. <laughs> um, well, Kath, hey, it's been an absolute pleasure. Is there, is there just a final appearance from the one, the only, Liz Ellis? Elizabeth Ellis! We... She's on the loo. She's coming. <laughs> <laughs> of course she is. Do you want me to come um, in? Today? <laughs> <laughs> You, you just couldn't script this, could you? Uh, I knew, I knew it would be, I knew it'd be loose. No. She said, "Just talk amongst yourselves. I'm finishing up." <laughs> oh, dear, look, dearie me! No, you can't script this magic, can you? Look, she's um, rushing. You won't go on tour anymore. These are the sort of things you miss. Oh my goodness. Oh, there she is. Did you wash your hair? Did you wash your hair? In this COVID day, mate. Right. 
Oh, it's going way down here. Ah. What do you expect? I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I can't. Well, actually, I can believe it. This is always going to happen. <laughs> Elizabeth, lovely yes, to see you too. Uh, um, look, it's, I miss you. It's we miss you. We miss oh. you. We miss you guys. We miss you guys. Although it's a bit hard to miss you too because we are seeing you pretty much every night on the TV. Yeah, so. sorry about this that. This is true. And, you know, I did say to my husband that he should follow Kath on Insta to find out what I'm doing and he did remark, actually, no, because ignorance is bliss. <laughs> yes, that's true. There's a lot of, a lot of coffee, a lot of faux gym sessions and a lot of red wine is basically so, Kath's and he Instagram. And he doesn't need that when he's a single father with two kids. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, very good. Hey, sorry. Um, Apologise for my friend. Just very quickly, the Vixens in uh, in twenty twenty. Look into your crystal ball. Tell us. Oh, look. I reckon they got um, found out a little bit the other night when their structures sort of got pulled apart a bit by the Thunderbirds. So that's still that age old problem, isn't it, of being able to have a, a good plan B? But I feel like this year they're capable of it. They've got some players like Taylor Hunting who can give them that plan B through the middle. So. I'm with Kath. I reckon they're the team to beat. I reckon all their numbers are really good. You know, all the KPIs that you want to see them bidding up until that game against the Thunderbirds. But like Kath said, like every team has down days. So I would be worried if you, if you got to the finals and the Vixens hadn't had a game like that. They've had it. It's good. And they'll have another one. All the teams will. So it's fascinating, isn't it? It's great for the competition. Jazz, do you ever, do you ever listen to what the commentators say? Oh, yeah, of course I do. I love listening to what they say. Quinn's <laughs> shaking his head. I don't know that I can <laughs> from them, but I do note that she did note who her audience is in this regard. She's given the Vixens a pump up. You're on the Vixens she podcast. She has. No, you wait till I say what I say on the Swifts podcast. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, no, but, although I've got to say, I mean, not just because I've finally bloody gate crashed onto the Vixens podcast because I was never going to get invited, but the Vixens, um, um, like when you're from New South Wales, I reckon the Victorian teams are your second favourite teams. Really? 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 Yeah. Like, <laughs> no one likes the South Australian teams. No, that's true. Really? <laughs> really. And the West Australians are a bit odd, and those Queenslanders, I don't know. No, no one from both states listens to this, do they? Just keep digging. Just keep digging. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> what they're doing for the competition this year. Well, yeah, you can true. see both of those beautiful faces on Nine's Wide World of Sports um, whenever the netball is on because um, they're working right around the clock to bring you the very best broadcast in Australia, without doubt. Um, Kath Cox with a very special appearance from Liz Ellis via the toilet. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us. Pleasure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thanks for having us, guys. <laughs> no, it's been it's been great. Um, and keep cheering the vixens as a former vixen, Coxie. Will do. It's hard not to. Love your work, Shaz. Thank yeah. you so much. Save. No worries, Zave's made a special appearance for me uh, in the end. Back to the very... remote learning. What are you doing? Get back to your desk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm coming. Yeah, that's right. That's not going to work. On that note, uh, that was a very entertaining, um, very random episode of Here If You Need. We expected nothing less, um, and it certainly delivered. So um, thanks for joining us. Thanks to Deakin University. We'll catch you next week. 
Don't forget Vixens Live later on this week and make sure you're cheering from your couch whenever the Vixens are playing on the court. We'll see you next week. Bye, Shaz. See you later. Bye. Bye. At Deakin, digital is in our DNA. With 40 years of experience in distance and online learning, discover why we're the number one Australian public university for overall educational experience. Premium, proven, loved. Study online at Deakin. Applications closing soon.